I'm just an unlovable, disgusting piece of shit. Can I freeze my tampons? A Mexican jumping beans really Mexican? If I ate a $5 footlong and I threw up, the subway owed me $5. If leprechauns are really Irish, then why are they so small? Do Mexican jumping beans really jump? Is tort reform about tortillas? If Sean Penn doesn't think there were any weapons of mass destruction, then why is he gay? What if Avi Feierstein was the captain of a British frigate? Man, the missing mess. Shit Face to Face, the podcast where we ask the important questions. What's going on in a particular topic? And then we get hammered and try to explain it to another person and see how that goes. It's everything you ever wanted to know, but we're too sober to ask. Oh, hey. <laughs> I didn't see you there. You know, I remember the days where we used to be able to have parties. A lot of people getting together, having a good time, have a few drinks, chit-chat, talk to a gal, that kind of thing. Oh? You don't remember that? My god. The Mind Beetles must have gotten to you, too. Well, sit back. And as I ready the extractor, I'll have to tell you some tales to keep you calm. Please be sure to enjoy these thoroughly, because if you don't enjoy them thoroughly, the hemorrhaging will be uncontrollable. Welcome to Shit Face to Face. Quarantine stories. It's party time, dude. Ex-best friend and old roommate who... Uh, and her birthday. So, about ten years ago, I go out with my ex-best friend who her name is we'll just call her Chia for now and she uh, had planned this big birthday celebration and so the plan was we lived downtown at the time in the very small apartment community so the plan was to take a cab to go have dinner and then go to um, Lou's Lounge Whiskey Lou's and have like a really shitty strong drink and then go out to another bar after that So I had just started dating my ex-boyfriend at the time, so of course I was trying to like, you know, impress him and he wanted to meet my friends and he also didn't drink. So I was a little nervous and I was kind of trying to control myself and like not drink too much and get too crazy, you know, because this was a very new relationship. So we all go to dinner, we're all dressed up, that was the biggest thing is she really wanted to get dressed up and go somewhere. And we're having dinner and in the middle of dinner she starts like you can see the tears are like building up in her eyes and she starts sort of like slowly weeping at the table so there's like 10 of us there and everybody's like you know totally because it's her birthday and she's emotional so everybody's like crowding her and they're like oh my god are you okay are you okay and i being kind of annoyed now at this point because i've seen this happen before i was like she's just crying like she's just gonna be upset but you just gotta let her work through it and people were like wow you're like so rude to your best friend like she's crying and I was like trust me she's gonna cry she just has to work through this and she's like oh 
I invited this guy to be my date for my birthday and he's not here and he didn't show up and nobody's ever gonna love me and like I'm just an unlovable disgusting piece of shit and of course everybody's like no you're not it's your birthday we all love you and my boyfriend was like what the hell is wrong with her? Do you, is she always like this? And I'm like, yeah, kind of, you know, but let's just get this dinner out of the way so we can get on with the rest of her, her birthday. So of course she's like weeping over here in the corner. And then finally one of our friends like gets her to, you know, cheer up and in a better mood and open her presents. And so then she cheers up and then we head over to Whiskey Lou's where she has an extremely strong drink. And this is where the night completely turns. So after her extremely strong drink, she starts like openly like crying in the bar and like yelling at people and just being rude. And then we ended up going to Stardust after that. And she just continues to just like go from like super happy, excited, like laughing to like screaming and crying. And I feel like at some point we might have almost gotten kicked out of that bar. But anyway, we ended up like at some point I was like, we got to take her out of here because she's just going like way too crazy. And so we take a cab home and we get home. We go upstairs. Um, my boyfriend is accompanying us upstairs, of course. And my old roommate had like a green thumb. So we had like a couple herbs and plants on the front patio. And she's looking around and she's like looking at her plants and she's like, where's my pepper plant? And I was looking around and I was like, huh, I don't know, that's weird. All the other plants are here. Hmm, we'll have to look for it in the morning. And she starts screaming at the top of her lungs. And again, remember, small apartment community, so like 50 apartments, and we're on the balcony. So she leans over the balcony and starts screaming, where's my fucking pepper plant, you fucking bastards? And she's just like flipping the fuck out, screaming. She opens the door to our apartment and takes her shoes off and just like throws them into the apartment. They like hit something, break something. And then she runs into the house and she's screaming and crying and like banging on all of like the walls and just like, ah, my pepper plant, 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 ah, my pepper plant. Yeah. And so then she goes into her bedroom and she starts like sobbing, like literally like, like just so fucking loud, just like crying. I could hear her from outside the apartment and her bedroom was in the back because I was like, we got to get out of here. And so I go in there and I'm like, knock on the door really quietly. I'm like, hey, Chia, are you okay? Like, yeah, I'm going to go look for your pepper plant. Okay. And she's just like, no, no, life is the worst. And so I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I got to find this fucking pepper plant before she explodes. So I go around the entire complex outside, inside. I look on every single person's patio, like who has my goddamn pepper plant. And <laughs> the next morning I wake up, I'm hungover. I'm already in a bad mood. And I look outside and there's the fucking pepper plant. And it was like sitting like on, on our table or something. And my downstairs neighbor, he's like outside and he's like, hey, so I saw your pepper plant uh, was like literally dying in the heat because it was left in the direct sunlight. So I put it underneath your chair um, to, you know, make sure it got some shade. And he was like, so I s heard your roommate screaming in the middle of the night about her pepper plant. So I came back and I put it back up on top of the chair. So you saw it was there. And he was like, next time, tell her I'll just let all of her plants burn. <laughs> and I was like, 
Well, thank you so much. And that is the story of uh, my friend's birthday party slash the pepper plant story. And I'll sing, it's your party and I'll cry if I want to for the next 10 minutes. Okay then. So, long ago, my buddy Nick lived with his roommate Justin, and they lived downtown in downtown Orlando, actually in uh, what is called Colonial Town, sometimes referred to as Little Vietnam. Um, And they lived in a duplex, I think, or just a small house, and the back of it actually backed up right behind um, a whole bunch of restaurants. That's really not important at all. Except that we were having a party, and while we're at this party, the thing was they only had one bathroom. So since they only had one bathroom, there was kind of a line that developed. And so I get in the line, I'm hanging out, and I'm waiting around for um, the people in front of me to move. And a guy leaves, and a lady goes in. And so then it's just me and this other, um, I'm going to say girl, because she had to have been in her late teens or very early 20s. And I'm getting old now, so by comparison, I was just a young lad myself. Uh, But we were standing there, and so we kind of got up to talking, and I could tell that she was being kind of flirty. And at some point, her friend, who she'd been talking to before, came out of the bathroom. And so I kind of waited for a moment. I didn't want to be pushy, like, hey, get in there and finish up so I can take a piss. Uh, But when she and her friend just started chatting right in front of the door, at some point I had to say, you know... Uh, are you, you're in the line for the bathroom? She's like, oh no, I was just waiting for my friend. Well, that's great news to me. So I just head into the bathroom and as I go in there, I can overhear what she and her friend are talking about. And it's very strange. The girl who I was speaking to says to her friend that she was talking to me. And the girl asks like, oh, are you interested in that guy? And she's like, yeah, I think he's, think he's cute. And they said something else, and I was like, I wasn't upset about that, I was flattered. And then, at some point, one of them says, Do you think he has a big dick? And the other girl's like, I don't know. Let's walk into the bathroom to see if he has a big dick. And I was like, uh, what's going on? And I kind of turned to the bathroom door and just pulled on it to see if the lock worked. And I opened the door, and the two of them were standing there. And the girl who'd been talking to me was just kind of like, Oh, hey, what's up? I was like, uh, nothing. She's like, are you done? I said, no. Okay. And I closed the door and was like, all right, I think these women are going to try to burst in on me while I'm peeing to see my dick. And, uh, sure enough, they did indeed do that. And she was like, oh, oops, sorry. And I thought that was nuts, but, uh, I just thought to myself, like, this would be the equivalent of being like, man person's got a great butt. I wonder if if I should see them taking a sh- vicious shit to check out that sweet hinder.
Anyway, that girl and I got married for a while, but we don't care about the kids, so it doesn't matter. Anyway, enjoy foster care, you little bitches. This is Salvation J. Mercy. The J stands for Juice. I'm really excited uh, to share the story with you. Um, so this is my drunk story. Um, this happened quite a few years ago um, when I was, uh, let's just say, not at the age I should have been. Um, and I was out one evening at the world-famous Parliament House Resort Casino and Chowder House. Um, and I happened to have a lot uh, of things to drink. Um, a lot of straight people out there, I'm sure you're not aware, but at the Parliament House, you can go. Um, and there are also, like, hotel rooms. So I was drinking in random strangers' hotel rooms, uh, as one does when you are um, a underage homosexual. Um, and so I proceeded to get very, very, very intoxicated very quickly. Um, and there's probably quite a few things, uh, that happened that I wasn't sure about. Um, but anyways, uh, I proceeded to go to, a, uh, one of the bars that's located on the premises, which is called the Bear Den. Um, and that's where a lot of, um, older, uh, gentlemen um if you are aware of what um the bear identity is you'll, you'll kind of understand what uh what kind of gentlemen frequent that establishment um anyways i was there um very drunk um and i'm sure uh things happened i'm not sure what happened but i think some things happened uh the more and more i tell this story the less i can honestly remember which is probably the opposite of what should really happen. Um, so uh, uh, things proceeded. I remember bits and pieces of the evening um, going to other hotel rooms uh, that are there and drinking more and talking to people and, and uh, whatnot. So at one point in the evening, I remember that I walked into the Bear Den, which is a, not a very big bar at all, um, walked in kind of the front door that's always open, um, and proceeded to yell, if no one's going to take me home, then I'm going to just go jump in the lake. And if you know Parliament House, there is a large lake out back. Um, there's a little beach and everything there. So I'm guessing that no one uh, would take me home. Um, and that's why I was very frustrated. So uh, I was asked to leave by the bartender and I was like, no, I'm not leaving, I'm not leaving, I'm not leaving. Um, he asked me again. And I remember eventually uh, either giving in or probably just getting uh, escorted out. I don't remember. Either way, uh, I remember at one point I did wake up on a bench uh, outside the Parliament House. Um, not uh, sitting on the bench, but actually, actually sleeping on top of the bench. Um, and one of the security guards woke me up and said, Hey, are you okay? Of course, being myself... Uh, I played it off and, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. I just, you know, waiting for people, taking a nap, whatever I said. I don't really remember. Um, and then I remember stumbling around a little bit later, 
uh, and then I remember waking up um, in a bush. I, uh, yes, I, there was an actual bush that I woke up in. Um, I still had my wallet, I still had my keys, I still had everything, but I did, uh, you know, wake up in a bush. So that is my drunk um, story uh, for you guys. Anyway, my name's David. Um, so one time I went to college. I was in college classes. I was younger than I am now. Um, and one of my really good friends was named Alex. You might recognize him from talking on this very podcast before. Uh, he's a lawyer now. Um, at this point in his life, he had a broken leg. I have no idea how he broke his leg. It was probably a skiing accident, if I remember. I think every college kid, if they had a broken leg, it was... A skiing accent. Anyway, he had a broken leg. It was in a giant cast, so he had to go around on crutches. So we were at some random party. Parties often happened in college for us at this place called the House on Rouse. They were a bunch of delightful stoners who opened up their house once a month or so. And it was a huge, giant house. I have no idea how they got it, but there it was great. And they would invite everyone. So I got there alone, almost right as I got out of my car, my good friend Alex was just crutching along, and I'm like, oh my god, Alex, how'd you break your leg? And he explained it, and I forgot, because this was 45 years ago, I think. Um, I was like, oh, I'll walk with you, this is perfect. Great. Um, So the two of us are walking, we almost get to this house, the house on Rouse, of course, but, like, the house or something before that, we hear all this, like, really crazy music going on, we're like, is this, did they move it to this different house? This is strange. This is also a party house. Outrageous. Hey, there's this hole in the fence or something. Why don't we peek inside? Uh, I think we, I think we just, let's just go in. Yeah, let's do it. And uh, we're like, yeah, what a cool different college party we're crashing now. Probably some frat guys, but we very quickly realize that this is like a quinceanera. It's like just uh, having like a pool, pool party, backyard party with their like kids and like aunts and uncles and stuff. And we're like, I think we both looked at each other and mentally decided like, are we committing to this or do we run? Like at the exact time when we're trying to consider this, I think like the patriarch, the dad comes over and he's like, oh, and how are you two? And we're like, uh, great. And and how are you, sir? And he's like, well, um, pretty good. Do you want some beers from this cooler? And we're like, oh, thank goodness. Okay, yes. Great, we can convincingly trick this guy. Perfect. We're playing off, we're like, we're, yeah, we're the trickiest people ever. I think at one point we like split off and we're talking to different like aunts and uncles and stuff and we're fitting right in, absolutely. Not even a question. And um, I think we had like one or two, maybe three drinks. It's like, this is the coolest party ever, I love it. And then at one point, the, uh, the patriarch guy, the guy who kind of uh, gave us the first beer was like, hey, um, could you two, um, why don't you come over here? I got, let me talk to you for a second. So he brings us over to like the little porch and he's like, actually come, come inside my house. Come, come in here. Okay, cool. And now I'm kind of getting worried. I'm like, okay, this is a backyard party. I don't, didn't really want to be in this house. I don't know what's going on. And he's like, hey, here are all my dogs. And they're like these, I mean, they're probably like adorable, cute dogs, but they look like, uh, the way I remember this at least, 
Oh, this is like Doberman Pinchers, like a, a room of them, I think. I'm probably exaggerating this <laughs> in my memory. Do Dobermans. I don't know about Doberman Pinchers. Yeah, I don't know what, what terrible dogs are. These junkyard dogs. <laughs> are the Doberman Pinchers the tiny ones? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Dobermans or, or pit bulls or something? Not I don't know. Wilders or something. Yeah. yeah, probably. I don't know. They're probably just, just golden retrievers, honestly. I just thought like, wait, dogs. Dogs will bite me, I think. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so he's like, hey, here are my dogs. Do you like them? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, they're trained very well. Listen, if people were lying to me, I would be very mad, which would make my dogs very mad. And so I hope that you two aren't lying to us or to me and my dogs. I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm about to shit myself. And Alex is just like, hey, yeah, don't worry about it, man. Like, we would never lie to you. Like, this is great. Like, my cousin over there, probably my prima, uh, she's doing great. This quinceaneras, this is the best party we've ever been to. This is outrageous. And actually, we're about done with our drinks, and we would love to meet and pet these dogs, but <laughs> wow, we really got to go pretty soon. He's like, yeah, actually, um, they look about done. Why don't you go ahead and leave? And we're like, you're totally right. Yeah, you know, mine's 80% uh, um, full, but, you know, I'm just going to set mine down, and we should just go ahead and get out of here. We've been here for like an hour or two at this point. Um, this was great. So I, we love you for inviting us. Absolutely great. And then we walk, we walk out the front door, and we're in this weird cul-de-sac, and we both look at each other, and we're like, wow, that was stupid. We almost died. And we're like, all right, let's get, let's really uh, get back to this party that we're actually supposed to be at. Um, so we're fearing for our life, but we eventually made it back. I think by the time we got there, basically no one was at this, this actual party that we signed up for. So we're like, we have the craziest story. And everyone's like, I'm too drunk to even understand you. <laughs> we're like, all right, well... One day, one day the story will be revealed. And you know what, Marisa? Today's that day. Welcome to Q Pizza and Pasta. Finally, a place you can find out whether or not the pizza parlor you're going to is involved in child sex and cannibal rings. Turns out there's an easy database to figure out if this pizza parlor is involved in that. And all you have to do is enter your address into our database and we will tell you whether any of the pizza parlors in your area are connected to child sex and cannibal rings. Now you might ask, my God, that's gotta be so hard. All the compiling you have to do. Well, don't worry. We've got it covered, so you can keep on queuing in the free world. Cue pizza and pasta. Come on down, but not to our place because you're probably nuts. Cue pizza and pasta may just be a blank entry space where you can pipe in your zip code and nothing comes up because you're clearly insane. Okay, so the second story I have is of a good friend of mine who we'll call George, okay? And he was, George was going through a breakup with his boyfriend, and he, I guess he wasn't really a big drinker at the time, I had no idea, but um, a, another mutual friend of mine was kind of going through a breakup, so 
one night I was like, well, hey, why don't we get like a couple bottles of wine and go over to my friend's house and we'll all just like, you know, have some dinner, watch some scary movies. And he was like, yes, let's do that. So we all go over to my other friend's house and I got like those big bottles of wine and big mistake. So we go over there and I don't even know if we ended up eating. We ended up like the three of us just like sitting in the living room. The guys were like talking about their mutual breakups. We turned on like a scary movie but nobody was actually watching it and we're all just getting shit faced. And at some point my friend was like, hey, you guys want to go smoke some weed? And so we're like, sure. So imagine like super sweet wine on top of smoking weed. Um, more bad decisions and not really eating. Uh, at some point, we end up finally like sitting down. My other friend passes out, who it is his house. So he just is like, I'm going to bed. So he goes to bed. And then it's just me and my other friend on the couch just talking. And I'm like, oh, this is such a good scary movie. So you start watching this scary movie and we both fall asleep on this couch. And I want to say like, <laughs> I don't know, five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning. I wake up because I hear like this little pitter patter of like feet just like running out the front door and slamming the front door. And so I'm just like, oh my God, you know, like my head is killing me. My other friend's asleep. I'm just like, fuck this. I'm just going to go right back to bed. Right? So my friend wakes me up the next morning and he's like, so your friend left, huh? And I was like, yeah, he left. Um... I heard him leave this morning, like really early, like just ran out of here. And he's like, yeah, you should go take a look in the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom. Best thing to hear. And it looks to me like if I was like a, a detective, <laughs> I would guess what happened was he was sitting on the toilet and then projectile vomited onto the like shower the curtain in front of the toilet and then did like a 180 turn in a circle back to the toilet and it looked like he tried to clean it up because there was like pink puke everywhere and it was like smeared everywhere i hate this <laughs> I felt so bad because this was my friend, so I was like, I will clean this. So I got like the Clorox and the fucking soap and water, and I got on my hands and knees, hung over as fuck, and was like, well, I'm cleaning up this puke now, I guess, because I have no other choice. <laughs> He's my friend, and my friends were like, he is not allowed over to our house again. And I was like, no, no, I, I understand. Also, he did try to clean it, I swear. And they were like, we don't care. We don't want him to come back over. <laughs> but it was it was literally like walking into a crime scene. And when I say that, like... It, a vomit crime scene. A vomit crime scene. It looked like it was just like pink puke everywhere. And you could tell he tried so hard to clean it. So then that later on that day, I text him and I'm like, hey, are you okay? Did you make it home okay, buddy? And he was like, oh my God, I'm so, so sorry. I'm pretty sure I puked in your in your bath, in your friend's bathroom, um, but I, I tried to clean it. And I was like, yes. Yeah. So about that, 
you didn't really, I mean, you cleaned it, I could tell, but it was, there was a lot left over and they were not super happy in the morning. And I was like, but it's okay because I cleaned the rest of it. And he was just like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he was so upset about it. And um, he ended up getting back together with his his boyfriend then at that point. <laughs> so I was just like, well, this whole night was a fucking wash, wasn't it? <laughs> and that's that story. The end. <laughs> Picture it, Tampa, 2013. It was the day that I graduated from college uh, from the University of South Florida. I wasn't super excited about graduating. I didn't really like anyone that I was graduating with. And uh, my whole family was coming down, so that was pretty stressful. But uh, I was very pleasantly surprised when my like crew of friends from high school came. So like we were just a tight-knit group of friends, you know, always hung out. We still hung out throughout college, even though I had moved to another city, but they all made the drive down to Tampa for my graduation. So we did the uh, whole ceremony thing, which was, you know, the way that it is. And then um, we went back to my apartment and my family actually left. They went back to Orlando, but my friends stayed. And there's like five or six, six of my friends and I have a teeny tiny apartment and uh, they all come and they're like, all right, let's go to the liquor store. So we all get into the car. We go to the liquor store. Uh, My friend Josh comes out with bags, like two or three bags, just full of straight liquor. We had like gin, vodka, the cutesy flavored vodka. We had, we had all the kinds. And I don't even think we had any mixers. We maybe had like one. So everyone's just kind of like, oh my God, it's happening. Which is how we all are when we get together anyway. So we head back to my apartment. Everyone starts drinking and uh, just kind of eating. I think we like ordered a pizza or something. We're in my tiny, tiny ass apartment. And then as the evening progresses, um, things start to spiral out of control a little bit. I actually, maybe I had eaten too much earlier that day, but um, I was drinking, but I didn't really feel drunk. But I do remember at some point in like the early evening when everyone was still able to stand up and be coherent of all of us passing around a bottle of raspberry. It was, it was, it was like a raspberry vodka, uh, just passing a massive bottle of it around in a circle, screaming, drink, 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 smelling it all over the floor. Uh, Mind you, I'm the oldest person here, or I'm one of the oldest people here. Everyone here is younger, uh, some of them not drinking age. So that was fun. Um, But we're all just standing in a circle. I think we were blasting like Fall Out Boy or something on my super loud speakers. And then the sun starts to go down. And everyone loses control. So 
Josh, my good my good friend, my my drinking buddy, um, we all just starts chugging hard liquor, like more than anyone else. He's just kind of downing these drinks. He's not really eating. Um, my other friend, Demessa, she ends up drinking a ton. We all get into a little bit of a the herbal refreshment as well. So everyone's pretty messed up. Um, a couple of my other friends end up getting so drunk, I have to put one of them into my bed. Um, came back a little while later, and she had rolled over onto her side and thrown up all down the side of my comforter. Yeah, which my boyfriend at the time was not happy about. He also didn't know people were in our bed. So when he came home, uh, he just started screaming, which didn't help the situation at all. So anyway, uh, Demessa and I um, hung out for a bit. I went to go tend to everybody else and came back and she was gone. So I'm looking around, looking around, looking around. My friend Alexis and I start looking around the complex because she's pretty wasted. And uh, we find her a couple doors down with a group of folks that I call the communists because they identified as communists. She's in a honest to God drum circle with these communists who are also on drugs and none of them can keep any kind of rhythm. It's not even music. It's just people banging on pots and like slapping the ground and making weird sounds. So I just walk into their house. I know like a couple of them um, and everyone's so fucked up. I don't think they're going to mind their doors open. So I just walked in and I walked into the living room and I just made eye contact. I was like, Hey, Hey friend, you good? All right. Let come on. Let's go. So she leaves with us, waving goodbye to all of her friends, you know, most of whom I don't think she even knew. And uh, we head back to the house. Josh is still there. A couple other friends are still there, still drunk, still continuing to drink. At some point, I go into the bathroom to do something, wash my hands or whatever. And Josh comes in there with me and he goes into the actual like bathroom part. Like there was a separate part with a sink and then an actual part with like the toilet and the shower and everything. And he decides to try to, quote unquote, take a bath. So he goes to step into the tub and he loses his footing somehow. And he ends up doing like a 360 roll through the air into the shower curtain and successfully rips down my entire shower rod and curtain and falls into the tub. And he just stays there. I left him for a few minutes. I went to go check on everyone else. I went to go clean up some throw up. I ended up hauling Josh out of the tub and walking him into the living room to my couch slash futon that I had and propping him up, sitting up for, I think, obvious reasons, grabbing Demessa, pulling her, like dragging people out of a burning building, dragging her and propping her up next to Josh. Uh, and because, of course, my bed was full and it had throw up in it. Uh, my best friend was there as well, and we looked at the mess around us. My house was obliterated. There were bottles everywhere. There was trash everywhere. There was pizza everywhere. Everyone was too drunk to do anything except for me. So we looked at each other, and we just decided to leave everyone, and we walked down to Denny's. It was about, probably about 1 a.m. Best graduation I could have asked for, honestly.
So I was part of an organization in college, and we had kind of a member who was quite a bit older than the rest of us. He was a guy who was fairly successful, and he'd help us out periodically by like buying supplies for the organization and that kind of thing. If we had signs that we needed, he would sometimes pitch that stuff in. And when he turned 40, uh, we got invited to his house. And so we were there, and it was a great time. Uh, he brought me back to his library that he had, and he had just this huge row of bookshelves, and he's like, Austin, you, you like history, right? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, okay, you know, I should let you borrow... <clears throat> Hold on. Can you read French? I said, no. He's like, okay, well then, hold on. Hmm. And then he gave me a book. Uh, that party kind of continued on. Nothing too crazy happened. His wife had... Um, they, He and his wife had gotten some uh, kind of like beans and rice and pork... Uh, for that like was brought in from like a catering company or something and it was it was really really good anyway we all did that one of the people that had come with myself and my girlfriend at the time was a younger guy who'd been kind of like just joining the organization and he had a couple of beers he had some of this food nothing was really crazy it was kind of this family party so it wasn't it wasn't a crazy rager by anyone's measure um, but uh, end of the night, we get back in the car, and I'm driving, I'm driving, my girlfriend is in the passenger seat, and this guy is behind her, and at some point, he's, like, not doing too well, and he says, you know, you gotta, you gotta pull over, I don't feel good, and so I'm on, uh, a, the highway, I'm on, not the interstate, but the 408, and he, I'm like, okay, hold on, and I try to get to a spot where he can throw up out the window, I don't know why he didn't put his head out the window, uh, while we were driving, but in retrospect, I wouldn't want my head to get cut off in a in the car, so I can kind of understand that. But we're driving and we're driving, and again, he says, you gotta pull over. And I was like, "If you either put your head out the window or just hold on for a second, I've gotta get to a good spot. We're even coming up to a toll booth. As I come up to the toll booth, I gotta stop and pay somebody. In the line, you can maybe, and then I just hear, blah, and he just projectile explodes this vomit all over the back of my girlfriend's head and it splashes onto the windshield and it's like an alien erupted um so that was a hell of a time it got all over the back of her hair it got all over the windshield some of it splashed back on me and got in my face it was a hell of a time and the rest of that night was or at least part of that night was spent cleaning up so i clean up as much of the vomit as i can out of the car car looks pretty good doesn't smell like vomit all right Life goes on. A week and a half later, probably about 10 days, I realize that like I've kind of accumulated some receipts and some other things in my car, and I say, let me clean this up. I go into the back seat to kind of uh, pick some stuff up, and I notice there's a cell phone. I'm like, who the hell's phone is this? It had been that kid's. And he was so embarrassed, he just got a new phone. And he never came back to the group. Sounded like that theme music was Melissa Bellarosa's song, Pretend. You should probably thank everybody, Marisa, David, Alex, Salvation Mercy, and Austin. Well, I hope you enjoyed those stories thoroughly enough for us to have uh, successfully taken these brain beetles out of, uh, well, the cavity that was where your cerebellum was. Um, 
you haven't, well, I guess you'll just have to go to Shitface to Face, uh, their website, and not only like and subscribe to their podcast on Apple Podcasts or whatever you use, but make sure to regularly check, because if you don't, who knows what could happen. Ah, my pepper plant! 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 Ah.